0: On today's episode of Titus and Tate, we are talking about the ACC coaches wanting to hand out participation trophies. Tate, you're going to have to – I hope you're ready. I hope you have your Mm. your ACC uh, armor on, ready to defend your conference here, because this is is shameful. It's, It's stupid. It was rightfully mocked by everybody.
1: It, it, uh, to me, Mark Titus, it reminds me of what everyone said about the Big Ten and their stance on football. Yeah, it was right. it was stupid, and they're backtracking. So, I mean, we're boy, almost we – An ACC Big Ten podcast, boy, do we know what we got into. I
0: hope I hope, uh, I hope <laughs> for your sake that the ACC, th- this story with the ACC doesn't drag out for months at a time like it has with the Big Ten, where there's, like, still not a resolution, and Ryan Day is on Twitter today <laughs> taking shots. It's happening. Yeah, it's happening. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we're going to talk about Billy Donovan too. Billy Donovan back to college. Mm. The answer may surprise you. Tate. <laughs> <laughs> Billy Donovan, uh, uh, was extended. Uh, I read this. Uh, I don't know if it's true. I forget the source. Uh, Billy Donovan was extended in, uh, an extension, um, an opportunity to continue coaching the Thunder. He said, no, nah, I'm good. I'm good. What does it mean? I don't know. We're going to speculate. We have no information whatsoever. Uh, He says he wants to stay in the NBA, but we all do, don't we? I want to stay Mm, in the NBA. mm. I would love to stay in the NBA too, Billy. What coach
1: doesn't want to stay in the NBA? That's the real question.
0: Uh, So we're going to wildly speculate. Uh, Also, I don't know if people are aware of this, but the NCAA next week is supposed to be the announcement of, so as we, as we always point out, the NCAA is an organization that makes announcements about announcements that are coming to then make the announcements. Uh, I think the actual announcement is supposed to be next week as to what the season's going to look like. Um, and and John Rostin <laughs> is pushing hard for the, the the day before Thanksgiving start. That seems to be what he thinks is going to happen. The golden,
1: window. We, yeah, the golden uh, window. we we get a few texts a week about the golden window, the golden yeah. opportunities. Again, John Rostin is the only man. He did, is a pioneer yeah. <laughs> on the frontier of this reporting, did, and we Did he
0: that. Uh, did he come up? Did he coin the golden window? Is that is that right saying? Yes, thing? yes.
1: Oh, okay. Well, I mean, I'm not. I, I mean, I, I, I think it's.
0: It. He's probably trademarked that shit. He's got, it on a, <laughs> he's got a screen printed on T-shirts no. and masks and everything. No.
1: Uh, it was in a Cameron Crowe movie in the 90s. Uh, it's okay.
0: As we we're recording this, the Texans are playing the Chiefs. Uh, we just got done watching the Lakers play. Tate, sports are back in full. Mm. Every, I think like this weekend, every single league that could possibly exist is playing sports. We have NFL. We have MLB. We have NBA, NHL, MLS. College football has started. Uh, WNBA, there's a golf tournament. There's NASCAR. There's IndyCar. The Premier League is back. There's a tennis tournament. The U.S. Open's going on. Every sport you could possibly imagine, except for college basketball. So, folks, you tuned in to the right podcast for this weekend. We're going to break down everything going on in college basketball. But first,
1: <laughs> Woody Durham.
0: He takes the timeout, All right, so before we get started, uh, Purdue Dave giving recap, we have to start with the most <laughs> important news of the week. Um, mm. we, we, we must start there. So, here, here are the final tallies. The Purdue Dave giving was on Wednesday. And by the way, if you're new to the program and you don't understand why this has become a bit on this show, uh, what's the story? We were doing the OSP world tour yes. um, of the Midwest, and we were driving, were we driving from Bloomington to Chicago? Or yes. Columbus yes. to we're, yes. we're on 65 going north to Chicago mm-hmm. from Indy. Uh, and we, we are going through West Lafayette. We stopped for lunch. We called DJ Bird, who's on Purdue's staff at the time, played at Purdue, a guy I know. Tate's gotten to know pretty well. Um, he's now at Mercer, I think. Shout out to DJ Bird. Yeah. Uh, we called him. We're like, hey, we're in town. We should grab lunch, whatever, whatever. He's like, I'm kind of tied up. If you guys want to stop by, uh, you come to the facility. So we go to Mackey. And he's given us a tour of Mackey. They get like they get the new practice courts, the new locker room, the new whatever. Shows us the new football facility. He's just to say the least,
1: the- you get it. You you get yeah. the sales pitch. You're like, what's going on here at Purdue? I want to commit right now. Everything yeah. is brand new. Everything is nice. It, it's, it's a it's a overwhelming tour to say the least.
0: Yeah, yeah, we're we're getting the pitch, man. We're get, we're getting treated like five stars. We're like, man, this is awesome. And I I made a comment to him. I was like, this is crazy that you guys just built all this. And he's like, yeah. We, so we got a ton of money from the Purdue day of giving and that helped finance all this. And then he keeps talking. I was like, Whoa, 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 whoa. Go back. What would you say you got the money from? He's like the Purdue day of giving. I was like, is that what it sounds like? He's like, yeah, pretty much. There's a day once a year where Purdue university just says, Hey, all you Purdue fans, give us money. Mm -hmm. And then the Purdue fans are like, all right, here you go. And they give them money and it works. And uh, that blew Tate and our, like, it blew our <laughs> minds. Like, we, we have not stopped laughing about it. It is always the funniest thing in the world that, like, I don't know. I've tried to explain this to other people in my life, and they don't seem to think it's as funny as I do. But for some reason, it just, like, it's hysterical to me. It's like, you could do it any day, Tate. Like, if you, if you really felt compelled, if you're a Purdue alum and you wanted mm-hmm. to give Purdue money, you could do it any day of the year. You don't have to wait till the Purdue Day of Giving. Somehow they have convinced everybody, wait till we all do it on the same day. Okay, now give your money. But, because at the end and of the day it works. <laughs> we
1: we all want to celebrate. We all want to have a holiday. And if you make yeah. it a day of giving, and if you spell that out, the acronym is DOG. Everyone loves everyone loves the day of <laughs> everyone giving. Everyone loves Every, dogs. Everyone yeah. loves dogs. Everyone loves Purdue. Like in that moment when you're on campus and you look yeah. at the huge football facility. You just, you, we were wrapped up in Purdue and uh, was, congratulations. The day of uh, giving continues. The day of there, giving was there's so normalcy. It was,
0: it was on Wednesday, Tate. And I'm, I'm proud to announce that Purdue has once again broken a record, even in these unprecedented times of uncertainty, uh, when people are struggling financially out there um, and you're wondering, and it's all, it's all online. I don't know how that matters. Like what, what was the day of giving? Like, if it wasn't online, like, I don't know, I'm, all that was confusing, uh, but it felt like maybe they weren't going to break the record. They did it. 42 million dollars hmm. over 42 million dollars raised i don't know how they And it, it literally it's just like give us money there's not a cause behind it it's not like uh we're we're trying to to we're, we're
1: researching for all pediatric we know, cancer. For all, all we know nothing. dr evil is behind purdue yeah. and is taking in this money every single year and is there's, building Something there's no cause,
0: there's no like we're <laughs> we're trying to, to to cure AIDS. We're working on it at the Purdue Medical School. So we want to go money. to Mars, we want it's to be a multi-planetary yeah, yes, species. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, I, and and listen, I part of why I bring this up is selfishly because uh I gave some money, Tate. I contributed to the mm. Purdue Dave Giving, I donated $35. Uh, in honor of my mother, who played basketball at Purdue, uh, that Laura was her legend. jersey number at thirty. Was was jersey number thirty five. So I gave thirty five dollars. My mom saw the gesture, sent her an email, said you've been donating honor. My mom then ponied up hundred dollars. So wow. I think the Titus family. I think we pushed it over the edge. Are we responsible for the? Uh... <laughs>
1: I mean, mean, the real question is Did Bill Titus disown both of (laughs) you for for such sins against his household? Bill Titus broke
0: into (laughs) Purdue's campus. He was like with a crowbar smashing the window. He stole $136. (laughs) He's like, God damn it, you're not going to come out ahead. Uh, yeah, so so yeah, that that this thing that happened. I'm officially a Purdue Brewster is what uh what I guess is the big takeaway Tate, Uh enough about that. Congrats to Purdue Day of Giving. Uh <laughs> new record. The the in all seriousness, I guess it is like the the one the single day, the highest fundraising single day. Big Ten side of the day, highest fundraising single day fundraising thing in in, history. in in history is the Purdue Day of Giving. So mm-hmm. uh congratulations. Go spend your money wisely. Go do God knows what with it and uh yeah, that's that. Uh, all right, got to get to the real news of yes. the college basketball week. The ACC, which uh, I think stands for a Cowards Conference now. I mm-hmm. think that's what we're going to call it. Uh, mm-hmm. The ACC comes out, and they, they, in unison, the coaches all tweet out these graphics uh, that, that they all had made for this a big announcement, that they believe that in 2021, the NCAA tournament should include all 357, is it now? Division one teams. Uh, This was an idea that was immediately just spiked down. Like Dan Gavin himself came out and was like, yeah, we're not going to do this. This is ridiculous. Uh, Mm -hmm. But all the media, like everyone who saw this was like, this is the dumbest thing ever in part because we already have every team eligible for the NCAA tournament. It's called conference tournaments. If you win your conference tournament, you're in the NCAA tournament. We already have a massive ncaa tournament if you really think about it the acc coaches did not think about it they just want participation trophies uh my question to you i have many questions to you but my first one is where is this coming from is this jim Beheim? this feels like a Beheim move that like he's sick of syracuse being on the bubble and he's just trying he convinced everyone why 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 would this happen why would the acc the premier basketball conference the conference that uh should not be asking for handouts because like every team should be theoretically good enough to make the tournament why would they do this tate
1: Because like you said, they are the premier basketball conference and they don't want to play anybody else. They want to play each other. They just want to play the ACC schedule. They don't want to do non-conference games. So what they're saying is to avoid all these golden window tournaments that we keep hearing about. How about we say 357 teams could come to the tournament. They all have the platform. This is also about the the facade of whatever the platform is, right? A lot of people think that there's this idea that you jump on the platform and everybody sees you, but in reality, the platform is the television screen that you will be on. If there's 346 teams, obviously Oklahoma State's not going to be allowed to come to this All Teams Matter tournament. But in this vacuum that the ACC was trying to create, they were trying to come up with the dumbest idea or any idea really to make sure that they don't have to play. The SEC teams, the Big Ten teams, your conference, or, yeah, or the Pac-12 teams—like they want to avoid all these teams. And part, you know, so they're uh,
0: scared. Yes, yeah, so that, that makes no, sense because they, they, ha- they, they lose they don't the have to challenge every year. Yeah, they, they don't, don't have,
1: won. yeah, they don't have to play the Big Ten, right? <laughs> they they go for the titles, right? The tournament—they're saying anyone show up to the tournament. But regardless of this, uh, like you said, the, the media loved and jumped on this moment because Coach K, Mike Mike Woolbon on PTI, opens it up mm-hmm. and he says. I will go to war with Coach K. I will, <laughs> anything that Coach K says, I think it is the smart, he's the smartest person mm. on, uh, uh, on so many topics and lists out you know uh, so many topics that Coach K is the authority on. And then you know, goes on to say, this idea is just not even in the realm of possibility. I can't believe Coach K would co-sign this, which I'm mm. shocked. And then Tony comes around the corner. And he goes, I have only one word for this. I've gone through the entire dictionary and the word is stupid. And and that is <laughs> and that's what it is, Mark Titus. It's a distraction, yeah. it's a diversion, it is stupid, but it also is them saying that we will do anything not to have to play in the golden window. Which yeah. we are getting a lot of golden window propaganda, yeah. but the ACC, this is their response to that. We don't want to play anybody else, we want to play our conference.
0: Golden window, I got to say, it sounds like a euphemism. Like every time I hear it, <laughs> my my brain's like that sounds gross. I don't know what's going on there like I it's, but- I don't want to be in the golden window either. Yeah. <laughs> when the windows turn golden, I hope I'm not there for it. That's yeah, a,
1: golden hour and golden window do not have the same ring to yeah, it. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, uh, I, I'm just confused. I mean, it's, I guess it makes more sense the way the way you're spelling it out. But uh, you know, you got these ACC coaches. The 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 group of coaches in the ACC are whether the ACC is the best basketball conference or not. You know, we can we can debate it. I I feel like the Big Ten proves it every year by, by <laughs> yeah, by not winning the title. Yeah, six they teams they prove the Sweet it. 16. Yeah, they prove Most it every teams year. teams are the Sweet 16 every single year. Every uh, year. <laughs> the only conference to have four top four four top 27 teams in hockey, men's basketball, <laughs> women's basketball, and football every year is the Big. <laughs> no. And uh, space. So. Uh, but obviously the ACC coaches carry more weight than anyone else with Kay and Roy and Beheim and Leonard uh, Hamilton, Leonard Hamilton and all the other, Tony Bennett and the rest and all the, all the <laughs> other coaches that are going to be mad. I didn't mention them. Uh When they talk, people listen. I'm sorry, Maybe, Brad bro. Now. Yes. Uh, when, when they talk, people listen, Tate. Uh, and, <laughs> and this time people listened and then they laughed. But my point is, why use your voice? Why use your platform? Why use your power as the, the strongest coalition of coaches in college basketball to ask for this? There's so many things you could ask for and I'm not even talking about like social justice stuff. I'm talking about like trying to get a season off the ground. Like why not come together and say, we are unified in wanting to start on this date. We are unified in being very against, if you're against the bubbles and against non-conference, just say that, just be like, we are very much anti- non-conference games or we were very much pro like spell it out, but to put out the statement and then to dress it up with uh, this is in the interest of our players, health and safety, which like, that's actually a big brain move. I got to applaud them for that. Like, mm. I think you, you put it on that. You could say anything you want. You could be like in the interest of my players, health and safety, I am not taking a pay cut. <laughs> and everyone's mm-hmm. like wow what a great guy <laughs> yeah i need to be <laughs> making this much to
1: be this <laughs> yeah. focused in on the job yeah and like
0: you don't actually connect the dots of like how that impacts the player health and say you just say it's going to impact and make it better um i it, it's just very bizarre because there's so many different you could have you could have said we we're pro pod you could have been like we 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 believe that the best solution is go to orlando play the games in a bubble this is a like they, they could have done so many things and they chose let everyone in. (laughs) And the NCAA was immediately like, what? That's ridiculous. No, we're not going to do that.
1: I think did. I think what they wanted to do, and I say and I say it uh, because I think that they we're all we've all been inside, right? It's a pandemic. Everyone's getting a little stir crazy about this time. Tony Reality had a nice like you know mental health moment talking about your mental mm-hmm. health. But I think this sounds really good in a vacuum, and I think this sounds really good on a Zoom call with all these coaches who are all sort of like you said. I mean, this is they all have so much respect for each other, right? So yeah. if Coach K leads the charge and says wait a second what if everyone plays what if we what if we suggest the great they, they were called like the greatest sporting event ever basically which yeah. is like we're going to get all these teams here we're going to make this one giant event make this one giant bubble and like in a vacuum and you hear it, you're, you're like <laughs> yeah. oh man this sounds it's, amazing and I, I think like it was almost too much of that right there, there's too many guys like when Roy Williams says it's a good idea and coach K says it's a good good idea then is Tony Bennett really not gonna say it's a good idea? Right, is right. Leonard Hamilton really not gonna say it's a good idea? And that's Kevin why, Keats is
0: just like not a lawyer. No, Kevin right, Keats,
1: Keats said this is a really bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's like, Steve
0: Forbes stands up and spikes <laughs> his mask. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Done with this. Uh, that's that's what it I, I find that fascinating because this seems like Coach K took it on the chin for everybody and acted yeah. as if he was the voice. And I wonder if this was a, a LeBron situation with the where, you know, is he the one that was actually articulating these thoughts and then he just co-signed it as the biggest name or like was this actually a coach K move where coach K says, I want all the teams to be able to play in the tournament because of the quote unquote platform and show that I believe in equality and equity for everybody. Yeah. It's the uh, problem.
0: We're gonna get a report that Coach K spoke his piece and then stormed out of the room.
1: Yes, <laughs> you know he was very upset about this. He's like, "Who leaked this report?" <laughs> it comes out oh, it was it was Kevin Keats' idea the whole time.
0: This idea, it's basically yeah, it's the equivalent of the uh, the black box uh, joke about the play. Why don't they make the play? In, out of the, why don't they make the plane out of the black? The whole plane out of the black box if it's so mm-hmm. indestructible. That is what that is what I feel like this is. It's like, all right, everybody loves March Madness. Uh, we didn't have a March Madness this year. What is a way to get everyone's attention for this next season of college basketball and exactly. blow it out in a way we've never seen before? What if we make the entire thing out of March Madness? What if we invite everybody? But like you said earlier, like you're talking about the platforms. I think in a vacuum, it makes sense to give. Smaller schools platforms, and it, if if people like a little bit of this, surely they'll like a lot of this. And uh, that that falls apart when you realize, like, you're getting Prairie View A and M versus Chicago State in a play-in game on True TV Seven.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, it's like pay-per-view mm-hmm. of like mm-hmm. you- called by you and I uh, yeah, yeah, like, from our house.
0: Really <laughs> <help>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I mean, like, like what kind of platform is that? Like, who, who, how does that help anybody? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> how, how does that help,
1: that help us? us?
0: That, was, that would help us. Make yeah. chicago <laughs> state again no
1: big, i mean and that, those uh-huh. are all the jokes that were coming out everyone's like i mean the the best part the the berry the berry lead of this whole thing is that oklahoma state is not allowed to play and they have probably the best <laughs> player in college basketball next season country, yeah. so if 340 some teams go to to a bubble and kate cunningham is playing the nba g league team uh, yeah. that would be also rather strange but it might that's be like, on ESPNU. Honestly. I feel.
0: I feel like that's. I hope that's what the college basketball season becomes. Is like there is. It's just the wild west. There's no. Con, <laughs> there's no conference season. No non-conference season. It's just like if yeah. If you want to play G League team, schedule them. If you want to play mm-hmm. the Harlem Globetrotters, schedule them. If you mm-hmm. want to play high school, like I would love to see uh Lawrence North High School play Butler. <laughs> and, uh, no. I- Indianapolis, like they play in Hinkle Fieldhouse and it's Lawrence North versus Butler and Jack Kiefer's all this. Is Jack Kiefer, I don't know, people, Indian, Indianapolis people, is Jack Kiefer still in Lawrence North? He's been there forever. Um, yeah, just schedule, schedule whoever you want and, we'll figure, like the, and then the committee can figure it out later. It, do, do we even need a committee if everyone's in? Do we need no, like,
1: no, no, no. That's <laughs> we, we don't need bracketology. We don't need anything. You know, the, the craziest thing that, you know, I keep seeing, we're, we're got to talk about the golden window, but I quickly want to mention talking about games that are being scheduled and things that are upcoming. One of the leaks that I got texted was Oak Hill, which is a high school team, uh-huh. a prep academy, but still a high school team is scheduled to play <laughs> Sierra Canyon in January. <laughs> I was like, "What?" That- I was like, "I was like, this. These are the scoops I'm getting. Like, high school games are somehow getting scheduled yet, like, yeah, like, yeah. You know, We not have not just high just-
0: school games, but high school games across the country. See, so yeah, L.A. <laughs> yeah, versus yeah. where's where Oak Hills, Virginia, Virginia right? Yeah, R- Richmond? Yeah. Is it not yeah. Richmond? Wherever in Virginia, yeah, um,
1: exactly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's where I've arrived with college basketball. Is uh, I think for the last month or so, the, these leaks are coming out, and they're coming out." Let's be honest. It's just rosting. Rosting's the only one tweeting this stuff. I saw Norlander had one one scoop, which is uh, the Battle for Atlantis is considering moving to Sioux Falls, South Dakota, to play in the Pentagon, um, which is right up there with Maui to Asheville. Just like oof. Got Wait, punch, what? Like, yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. What a bummer.
1: Uh, it also goes to show you who is friends in the college basketball circles, right? Like who's putting on these tournaments. Like, it, cause it sounds like when you hear like Atlantis or Maui, you're like, Oh, that's like tropical and whatever. They're like, yeah. they're one call away from Sioux falls. You know what I mean?
0: <laughs> <laughs> sure, one call away for, don't, don't forget that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like D- D- Davidson's supposed to go to Maui and mm-hmm. Davidson thought they were going to fly halfway across the world to play in paradise. And now they might be going to actual, although I saw new development from Rostin today, uh, Indianapolis might be hosting the Maui Invitational. Now, that, that, is, that is similar. Like, sure. Indy and Maui are one and the same. Asheville, get that out of it. But it's the uh, Indy, Indiana versus North Carolina rivalry yet again, Tate. We're, we're back where we started at yes. all times. It's Indy versus Carolina. We're now <laughs> fighting for Maui. You and I are the Maui guys. Our states are fighting for the, the opportunity to host Maui.
1: And, and, and I'm going to give you the real Maui update because I actually talked to the Maui uh, people, oh. and this oh. is the real scoop is not dead yet, Mark Titus.
0: Let's
1: go. No decisions have been made. <laughs> There, there are alternative destinations that are being discussed, but right now the plan is Maui. So fingers crossed. God still, damn it. I need
0: it. Uh, <laughs> all right, let, let's go through. So, uh, like yeah. I said, next Wednesday is supposed to be the big day, uh, of the announcement <laughs> of like when the day, and remember there's, there's a lot at stake here because the season could start on November 25th. It could start on November 29th. It could start on December. 30th. These are our four options. Again, they're so
1: different. <laughs> and so then different. we're
0: going to, we're going to find that out next Wednesday. Uh, but yeah, rusting is just like unloading all of these scoops. And for the last month, this has been going on. And it's cool to speculate and be like, oh, that's crazy. The battle for Atlantis and Sioux Falls and Maui, not Maui. And like, what's, Ooh, bubble might be in Orlando. It might be in Mohegan Island. I have now officially reached the point. I would like to declare, uh, I've had enough, enough. Mm-hmm. I don't need any more, like, there's talks about this. I don't need any more, like, they're discussing. This is a potential of happening. Nut up or shut up. I need some details. Commit to this shit or get off the pot. Tell me where we're playing. Point me to the direction. Give me a press pass and I'm in that bubble, baby. Let's make it happen. That's I, that's where I've arrived. So hopefully <laughs> next week that starts happening because uh, I'm getting sick of all this like trying to make sense of like where, what bubbles are going to be where, how long the bubbles are going to be bubbled. Meanwhile, like I saw Rosting said recently, like he <laughs> talked to one coach. The coach made clear that all the bubbles are still tentative and it's just like we're yes. still just talking about it and like. Stop talking about it. Because it feels like the fear I have, Tate, is that college basketball, uh, I got excited early because it felt like we were talking, like we were thinking of a plan, which college football did not do. College football mm-hmm. was like, eh, it'll, be, it'll, it'll all blow over. Let's just wait and it'll all blow over. So college basketball is like talking. Like we need to bubble up. We need to figure this out. Um, but now my fear is they have shifted into let's wait and see what happens with football mode before we make any plans. And, boy, that scares me because – they're just going to look up and be like, "Oh shit, <laughs> it's we November uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. we didn't actually have a whole we're just talking we we're just throwing ideas out we what option did we it? pick again? <laughs> yeah.
1: uh where are we going? Where is the bubble? I mean yeah, that is the concerning part about all this and uh the, the funniest part to me, like you said, is the the rosting aspect, which is that anything is literally possible, and I uh, we talked about this like- maybe like three or four months ago that you know in two thousand and eight you know Kevin Garnett yells out to the sky, anything is possible since then a lot of things have been certainly impossible that have turned possible. And at this point in time, John Rothstein, speaking it into existence, I think has never been at more of a premium in this world. And the only reason that I'm enjoying the golden window and the tweets and the, the, the narrative aspect of all this. I mean, it seems like he's just like writing in his journal at night about dreams about what these tournaments <laughs> yeah, could look yeah. like. You know, what does the Myrtle beach invitation look like if it's played in Roanoke, Virginia? I don't know, but John Rossi just thought about it. And I find all of it great in the sense that like, if he keeps putting it out there, Titus, it eventually one of them has to hit because the yeah. pressure just keeps coming. And I, I think that's what's behind the tweets because I've seen a lot of people, a lot of haters as we call them on this program and as they're called across mm-hmm. the world that'll come at Rossi, they're like, stop tweeting about this. This isn't going to happen. There won't be a basketball season, yada, yada, yada. But the golden window stays strong. Window. And I think as long as he keeps tweeting, if he, if he tweets through it, there's a chance that we get it. He can, my, he can tweet it into existence.
0: I, I just, I, I don't need any more proposals. I don't need media <laughs> people. And I say this as a guy who very early on threw out my bubble proposal as well. Like, I get it. We, that's what we were trying to do. We were trying to put all the ideas on the table, throw mm-hmm. it all on the table. And I just want to officially say, we have plenty of ideas on the table now. Can we start like weeding through them and picking some out and figuring it out? Do we need to, it, it, should we put together like a a 64 bubble location bracket and then have everyone vote on have the fans vote on is that what we need I mean is that the way we solve this is like make that make that the the decision bracket it up bracket up the bubbles we all vote and then in the end uh Omaha Nebraska wins the right
1: I mean we've already done it before we do we do the ultimate bubble bracket and we basically do this whole thing out we pick (laughs) out we we 68 teams this whole thing we go on Twitter where everyone is honest and, you know, surefire. And like you said, we'll end up in Omaha, Nebraska. And- yeah.
0: Well, the funny thing is, is like, I don't know what people would vote for. Like if you're from Indianapolis, uh, well, Indy people would want it. But uh, if you're from uh, say, I don't I don't know if you're from Denver, like, do you want to host the college bat? Like, do you want all the college <laughs> basketball teams coming to your city? Or, cause I feel like a lot of people would be like, keep that shit out of here, man. Like we're trying mm-hmm. to not have more strangers come into our city and, and bubble it up and, it's going to be in the South. I think the South is like, <laughs> let's go. Yeah. It seems Atlanta. It seems, Atlanta. Like, oh, it seems yeah. Georgia.
1: I mean, it, and it's also one of those things where if we, we didn't get the Atlanta final four in 2020, of course, we all yeah. know that. So if yeah. they were able to go back to Atlanta and have the, you know, the battle for Atlantis and, for, and the Maui in this golden window period in Atlanta, where the final four is supposed to be, I think that would be great. I think it's that would just, be nice,
0: man. This whole process is more complicated than like picking the Olympics or world cup hosting you know like it's, it's well people don't even want those usually no, whenever they, those <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: funny how that works
0: <laughs> oh god what, what else do we got in the world of college basketball what, what else is there should we take a break come back talk billy donovan
1: yeah let's do that let's take all a right break.
0: we'll take a break we're gonna come back and speculate about billy donovan maybe get to a little playoff talk see what else comes up right after this quick break to talk about our great friends at whoop they i've elevated them to great friends they were they've been our good friends for a while they have now become our great friends great Uh, whoop is a fitness wearable that provides personalized insights on the performance of your sleep how recovered you are and how much stress you put on your body throughout the day from your workouts to the normal stressors of life whoop helps anyone perform better whether you're playing pickup you're preparing for a race you're preparing for a meeting no matter how active you are, this is not for, you don't have to be a marathon or you don't have to be an Iron Man. Maybe you're just someone who's like, you notice you're not getting enough sleep. Maybe you're, you're, you just want a little more energy in your day. Whoop can help plan out your day and make smarter lifestyle decisions to help you feel better than ever. Uh, my whoop anecdote for the week, Tate, uh, or for, for, since we've done the last show, uh, whoop has been on my ass. I said, we did the Labor Day show and I, they were on my, my whoop, brace was on my ass it's like you're you're fully recovered dude it's time to work out and I was like whoop not today it's a holiday mm. please wake up the next morning they're like bro why did you not work out yesterday so I go <laughs> on a long four mile run uh where I was running pretty hard it felt like I was running hard but again I've put on a few pounds during the whole quarantine thing so who knows how hard who hasn't
1: who hasn't
0: but it felt like I was pushing myself and I was like man I'm gonna shatter a whoop record like my whoop is gonna tell me you killed it bro and like your your stats are through the roof congratulations have a celebratory course Light uh, instead, I go to find that my WHOOP is dead. I had a notification on my phone that said, your WHOOP is dying, you need to charge it. And I forgot to charge it. I got no points, I got no data. I you, blew it. You, One yeah. of the most devastating things that's happened to me. In-
1: you know what we call that in the WHOOP community? whoops
0: <laughs> well, that's, a, that's a big time that's, whoops. A whoops. <laughs> that's a whoops that is a whoops uh whoop is offering 15 percent off when you use the code titus to check out go to whoop.com w-h-o-o-p.com and enter the code titus to save 15 percent. sleep better recover faster and train smarter with whoop today all right tate a few weeks i got i always lose track of time but a few weeks after it feels like a few weeks uh Billy Donovan gets named coach of the year in the NBA, correct? Is that, mm-hmm. was, he, was he not co coach of the year with uh, – who, who did, who did, who did
1: he, he was with? co-coach of the year with uh, Budenholzer. Budenholzer. With the Bucks. Yeah, that's yeah.
0: right, Budenholzer. It was him and Budenholzer. Uh, I give him a shout-out on the program. I say congratulations to Billy D, who, who leaves Florida, uh, mm-hmm. goes to Oklahoma City. And in the same way it happened with Brad Stevens, my mind immediately went to like, all right, how long is he going to be at Oklahoma City before he's fired and he ends up back in college? Uh, So then when he wins coach of the year this year, I said on the podcast, I said, congratulations. It looks like the the dream of Billy Donovan back to college basketball is officially (laughs) dead. He's going to be in the NBA for a while. Still might be the case, but hang on a second, but not so fast because uh, Billy Donovan does not want to be a part of the Oklahoma city rebuild. He has said, I'm good. Thank you. But no, thank you. Uh, He is officially out as the Oklahoma city thunder head coach. And for guys like you and I, that gets our gets us salivating a little bit. We're rubbing <laughs> our hands together. We're saying, "Huh, huh, let's uh let's do some coaching carousel discussion, shall we?" Because mm-hmm. boy, we we really missed out on having a good coaching carousel um, this past season. So, uh, Billy Donovan to Kansas, Bill Self to <laughs> Oklahoma City. Are they switching jobs? Do we start there? Is that the juiciest one? That's what I want to see. Bill Self mm-hmm. has been rumored, and by rumored, I mean just like again, just wild speculation that like the only NBA job he would want in the same way that Jay Wright only wants to go to the Sixers. Bill mm-hmm. Self, he's an Oklahoma guy, uh, loses, throws games at Oklahoma State all the time because the, the Bill Self special, as we know. Um, so it's been talked about that if Bill Self was going to go to the NBA, the Thunder would make a lot of sense. That would be the one he would want. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, if Billy Donovan's going to go to college, it's got to be a blue blood, right? Mm-hmm. It's going to have to be something, an upper echelon job. Are Bill Self and Billy Donovan going to switch jobs, state?
1: I don't think so, but I do, <laughs> I do I I do. do like the idea of Bill Self uh, going to an NBA job. But I think if you're Bill Self, you saw the John b experience, right? And you say to yourself, ah, mm-hmm. am I sure I want to get myself in that situation? And then Billy Donovan, five years, five years to the playoffs. But when he went there, he walked into the KD-Russ situation. He had to navigate those waters. And then this year, he gets Chris Paul, comes in the locker room and has to deal with the young guys and Chris Paul, and everything goes great. But like you said, he doesn't want to go to a rebuild situation. So where does he mm-hmm. want to go? And the options are you could go to Chicago and you mm-hmm. could be with a franchise that is the star and the organization is the star and you have Laurie marketing, you have Kobe White, mm-hmm. you have Wendell Carter, and you have a young core that you could groom. But again, that sounds like a rebuild to me. You could go to the Pelicans. You have mm-hmm. Zion. You have the flair. You have the show. But again, that's a rebuild, mm-hmm. a rebuild situation. You could go to the Sixers. And I think this is the juiciest one because if Jay Wright, Hears that Billy Donovan is interviewing for the Sixers. Yeah, maybe that, that statement is pulled back. He's I think. back on the menu. I, I, yeah. I, I, I think he's back in the mode of I'll take the meeting. I'll see what's going on just because of Billy D being in the building.
0: You're leaving one out. You're leaving one
1: open NBA job out. My
0: beloved Indiana
1: Pacers take. I will not. I will not.
0: Billy D to Indiana. This has been a thing since Tom Crean was in Indiana. <laughs> the, the The Hoosiers faithful have been trying to get Billy D to the Hoosier State for years. Mm -hmm. Is it finally going to happen? Get him to coach the Pacers. The Pacers aren't rebuilding. The Pacers are the Pacers. They are what they are. They're the four seed in the East every year. That's what they do. This is peak Pacers basketball. Billy Donovan can step in and be a part of a legacy of winning 45 games every single year and losing in the first or second round of the playoffs. This is the Pacers legacy. Billy Donovan... It's already built. It's ready. It's there. Just jump in the driver's seat and take us to the promised land of the Eastern conference semifinals. I'll
1: I'll, I'll let the Pacers have it. I'm upset at the Pacers. They fired my man, Nate McMillan, and uh, I'm upset about (laughs) that. But here's the, here's the way they fix that. Nate McMillan goes to the OKC and he goes to the rebuild and and he goes to Shea and all the young guys. He Mm -hmm. takes over OKC and then Billy D takes over the Pacers and then everyone's happy. I think that's fair, but college basketball is not happy because we still need Billy D to come back. And Billy, to, I know we need somewhere. him back.
0: So let, let's, again, he, Billy Donovan's come out. He says, I want to stay in the NBA. I don't know if you actually said this, but this is what all the, the reports are is Billy Donovan wants to stay in the NBA. Everyone wants this. Of course you want to stay in the NBA. I want to stay in the John Diebler wanted to be in the NBA too. And look how that worked out for him. So like, you know, what you want might not matter in life, Billy Donovan. That's what I would say mm-hmm. uh, with that in mind, Tate, what would be the kind like, if he is going to come back to college, it's got to be an upper echelon job. He's not going to come back to coach William and Mary. No offense to William and Mary, but like he's not—he's not—he's not coming back to coach, coach Iona with Rick Pitino. What you got the Longhorns up? That's Texas. what I was gonna say. Texas. Texas. What are the jobs that might be open? Like he's not gonna—he's co- not gonna get a job for this next season, obviously. Uh, in college, no one's no one's gonna jump on him. I mean, maybe someone would, but uh probably not, given the circumstances of everything going. on.
1: Buyouts, things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It seems it's like a too lot. messy, and, yeah. and and
0: and yeah. Uh. Force majeure, you know. (laughs) Yeah, you you know
1: how you know how that legal yeah, all that jargon. Uh
0: but next season. So let's speculate. Next season happens. Some programs that might have job openings, Texas, the Longhorns. Mm
1: -hmm. Um again, Steve Kerr makes five million a year. You go to Texas, make ten million dollars a year, have all the facilities, go to Austin. I mean we should
0: should point this out that like everyone talking and I I I was talking about this about Jay Wright and like we Anytime, anytime you get a situation like this where it's a guy can, he's deciding between college and pro. And I know Billy Donovan's not deciding. He's made it clear he's a pro guy, but uh, anytime these discussions are had, everyone's like, why would anyone want to bother with being a college coach? Cause you have to recruit and you have to deal with all those headaches and like guys don't want to deal with that. That's why Brad Stevens will never go back. That's why Billy Donovan doesn't want to go back, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That's why Fred Hoiberg will never go back. Oh wait. Oh wait, um, he's back. <laughs> uh, but and I and all of that is fair. Like I I wouldn't want to recruit. That's who wants to deal with all that? that's that's ridiculous. I don't even want to follow recruiting, much less like be active member participating in it. Um, all that makes a lot of sense. But the trade off, as you said, is colleges they can pony up cash. One, mm-hmm. they can pay you a shit ton of money. Uh, they can back up a dump truck for you. Two, if Billy no if Billy Donovan wants to go back to college, he could get a lifetime co- like a literal lifetime contract somewhere. Mm-hmm. He could he could call. If Maryland wants to move on from Mark Turgeon, he could call Maryland and be like, "I'm only coming if I get a 15-year contract." And they're like, "Done. For how much? How much mm-hmm. you want? 15 million? Mm-hmm. Done. We'll, we'll call Scott Van Pelt and have."
1: Arizona money. is another team.
0: Yeah, Arizona. Oh my God! If if Billy Donovan just publicly said, "I want to go to Arizona, but I'm not doing it for less than 10 million a year," every Arizona fan is just throwing money. Yeah, it's an Arizona, <laughs> Arizona Day of Giving all of a sudden. Yeah, yeah Arizona Day of Giving. Uh, so that's the reason you do it because, like in in the NBA, listen, you you the 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 leashes are shorter. I mean, it's it's just a fact. Like NBA coaches are, you know, the, if you're if you're great, if you're like Greg Popovich and and Brad Stevens, seems like he'll be at Boston as long as he wants. And Spolstra, like there are a handful. of Steve Kerr can be the Warriors coach as long as he wants, but it feels like a very small group of guys who uh, are going to be coaching in the NBA at their job for as long as they want to. In college, mm-hmm. that is not the case. There are a lot of guys in college that will never get fired for any reason, basically. They're, yep. they're margin in life. And Billy Donovan has that status. He's reached that status in college basketball. That is the appeal of him coming to college.
1: And um, if he does go to college, there is the changing of the guard that's going to happen with the college coaches. Like the ACC guard that we just talked about, the Jim Bayheims the Coach Ks, the Roy Williams, uh, the Leonard Hamiltons, that core four of guys is going out of the game. So there's obviously Tony Bennett's going to step into that role. Jay, right. I mean, they're probably already technically in those roles, right? So if Billy Donovan wants to come back, he could be the face of, like he could be the face of college basketball at a certain spot. If he wants to,
0: is he coming back to Florida? Tate,
1: is he coming back? Th- I mean, Mike White is wow. Mike White.
0: The answer at Florida. I don't know if he is. If, if is Billy Donovan back to Florida.
1: <clears throat> that would be something that would be that would big be for awesome. Florida. Yeah. That Billy would be Donovan
0: back at Florida and John Beeline back at Michigan. Um, I'm
1: coming home. Yeah. Yeah. At the same a time. NBA job that would be great so uh here's a Joanne thought exercise. howard did the pacers there you go
0: <laughs> john howard of the pacers billy donovan not to michigan oh god no please no be Michigan like, um all right so here's here's a, here's a thought exercise for you uh current college coaches so if you're starting a program right now mm-hmm. um and all every college coach has to lose their job and then there's a draft and you get the first pick and you can draft any coach that you want and uh where does Billy Donovan fall in that draft in terms of like, like you have to factor in age as well. Cause like, you don't want, mm-hmm. you know, you're probably, I'm not for me, I'm not drafting Roy or Kay or Beheim or Izzo or. Yeah. You know, See I, Roy, I Roy under- and
1: Kay are my top two picks. And then everybody else is like three and below.
0: I don't want a guy over 60 years old. No. No, I'm not starting a, a... I'm
1: go I'm going for the cha- I'm going all in as they say for the championship season. The one season I, I, yeah. I'm pulling the twenty nineteen Raptors. I'm getting my K, which is Coach K instead of Kawhi, okay. and I'm going for the title. So I'll
0: give you I'll give you a list of guys. So these are the these are the guys that I put on my list. Uh again, I, the the demarcation was sixty years old. So these are guys uh, mm-hmm. uh Billy Donovan's fifty-five. Mm-hmm. Uh the, the names I'm giving you are all younger than sixty. So uh I'm I'm not saying again, the exercise is not like Uh, if, if, if it's coach K, I'm not saying would, if you're Duke, would you fire coach K to hire Billy Donovan? I'm saying you are Iowa state Mm -hmm. and all of these coaches are available. Which one are you calling first? Yeah. Uh, Jay Wright is 58 years old. Are you calling Jay Wright or Billy Donovan first? If they're both without jobs, Jay Wright. Okay. Uh, Tony Bennett.
1: over J- so now now it's like no Jay it's, Wright, no, no to...
0: it's over it's over billy donovan we're trying to figure oh, out where Billy oh, Donovan. Oh, okay on the list, yeah you know yeah I
1: mean? tony Bennett over billy donovan yes
0: yeah i i think i do both of those guys as well chris beard is on my list
1: i would call billy donovan i think billy donovan before, billy chris,
0: beard. before chris beard right but chris beard is he's, he's got a few more years he's got to show something if you
1: yeah
0: uh bill self is 57 years old
1: i would call bill self before i call billy donovan and I think wow. that that would shock a lot of people because, uh, wow. but I, but I will say that uh, I have my own uh, misconstrued, preconceived notions about Billy Donovan being a Carolina fan and being a Roy Williams oh, fan growing yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, uh, and and obviously Bill Self won me over in person after we saw him uh, yeah. just swaggering yeah. around, shashing <laughs> around, being the being the goat. So uh, I would say, yeah, yeah call Bill Pop Self. LA's swinging. Yeah. he's too good, Maui, too yeah, good. Yeah, so <laughs> like, we got to go back to Maui. We got to see that. Uh,
0: and then the the last guy I would consider uh, as, as as part of this exercise, who's, who's younger than sixty, is Mark Few, who's fifty seven years old as well.
1: See, Mark I would Few take or Billy I would take Mark Few over Billy Donovan. Oh
0: my God! So Tate Frazier hates Billy Donovan. That's what no, like. I,
1: I mean. Not not even I'm. Mark just, Few
0: has zero national titles. Billy Donovan has two. He's still one for me. We're talking, college,
1: we're talking college basketball, though. I, uh-huh. I just think right now in this current – we're not talking resume. The game has passed yeah. him by. <laughs> no, the game has passed Billy Donovan I'm by saying he's, he's passed the college <laughs> game by. I'm okay. saying when he comes back, he's going to be like, what is going on here? Are you guys kidding me? So uh, Chris
0: Beard's the only one you wouldn't uh, – what about – oh, I left the name off my list, Mick Cronin.
1: Mick Cronin is one that I was hoping you were going to throw out there. I would take Billy – like, if I'm UCLA – Wow. I know that there were we're, we're, we love Mick Mick Cronin. Plug your
0: ears, plug (laughs) your ears, Mick. Don't listen to this. Billy D. This is Tate talking, Mick. This is not me.
1: I'm sorry, Mick. (laughs) I'm sorry, Mick. Uh, Billy D. Billy D. is the pick. You mentioned.
0: You mentioned Bill Self doesn't want to go to the NBA because he he has seen it it not work for other people, and I just picture like uh (laughs) like Bill Self is James Bond, and he's standing on the edge of a cliff, and the FBI is coming after him. and they're the bad guys that are coming after him shooting guns at him as he's on the edge of the cliff he's looking around he can't go he can't go back that way that's where the bad guys are with the guns that are coming mm-hmm. for him he knows if he jumps he's probably on the cliff <laughs> and he just takes a deep breath and he's like fuck it <laughs> oh, oklahoma, oklahoma with no city. parachute <laughs> <laughs> i'm going to oklahoma city. oklahoma city no parachute let's see what happens and then Shay gildas alexander comes swooping <laughs> in and grabs them it's
1: like i'm a future star point guard yeah. <laughs> chris paul has taught me the way nba
0: champion bill self it's done it all happens <laughs> First coach uh, so, is
1: Larry Brown to win both. That's amazing. I, I that would make put, a lot of sense.
0: I don't want to put, uh, I got to, I got to put myself under the magnifying glass. Cause if I make you answer those, I got to give my own answers. Just yeah, please. I feel please. like that's only fair. Right. So yeah, that's fair. Uh, uh, Jay Wright. I am with you. I think Jay Wright, I'm taking over Billy. Donald. He's
1: number one. I think Jay Wright's, I think Jay I think, Wright's number one. I'm wearing the guys, Dick Bennett. I'm wearing the Dick Bennett, you know, pack yeah, line you are, yeah. right now, but uh, I think Jay Wright's number one pick. And then Tony Bennett.
0: I think, I, I think I'm taking, t- God, I think I got to take Tony over Billy as well. And it's, I, it, I'm trying to take my personal feelings out of this because I do love Tony Bennett. Man, do I love that guy. Mm. Uh, and Billy Donovan took a national championship away from me. If you think I'm insufferable about talking about how I went to a Final Four one time, imagine if I would have won a national championship. I would have loved imagine it. Imagine how much I would, would, would talk about that. Be so uh, happy for Greg. But I think objectively I would rather have Tony Bennett than Billy mm. Donovan. Uh Chris Beard, I think you're right. Chris Beard is is hot. He's a newcomer, but uh he's gotta give me more. He's gotta mm. give
1: me more. Billy Diaz, two titles.
0: I'm taking Billy Donovan over Bill Self. <laughs> At this current juncture in time, I if think I'm that's Kansas, a very
1: fair pick. Mine, if, I'm mine Kansas, is a bias if I'm a pick. Kansas
0: fan and the can- and Kansas announces tomorrow that they fired Bill Self and hired Billy Donovan, I am happy about that. Or mm. I, I'm certainly not sad. I'm not like Oh damn this is bad news for us. I'm I'm either neutral or I'm a little excited about that. Uh Mark Few I got to do the same. I mean Mark Few is like he he's he's got a good thing going at Gonzaga but like could he could he replicate it, Tate? Could he do it in the Big Ten? That's the question. Billy mm-hmm. Donovan, I know he could do it in the Big Ten. Can Mark Few do it in the Big Ten? I don't know. That's that's too, too many questions.
1: I I, I want to think about it like this: like what what job does Billy Donovan take that actually threatens the the Duke, Carolina, the Coach K, Roy Williams, and John Calipari? You know, Tom Izzo, that Big Four right there. Those coaches where Billy D goes to a school and they're like, man, this is trouble for us because I don't what think it's Arizona. People- I don't think it's anywhere think it out might- west. I don't think it's I, anywhere out west. I, I think it might think be so Kansas. Either. Kansas might it, be the one.
0: Kansas. Well, yeah. I mean, if 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 Bill Self and Billy Donovan switch jobs, I think college basketball people would shit their pants. That that Billy Donovan in Kansas. That is that is a nightmare. That's why if I was a Kansas fan, I'd be excited about it. I'd be like, you're mm-hmm. kidding me? This is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think so. Texas. What were the lists we made earlier? Like Syracuse. Uh, realistic. Uh, yeah. Texas and Maryland and Arizona and Florida. Maybe I, him back mm-hmm. at Florida. I don't think it would pop. I think it would pop for Florida people, but I don't think. I think that ship has sailed. I don't think it would. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's a great question. Sir- he takes over for Beheim at Syracuse. Yukon. Mm. Um, like Yukon <laughs> moves on from Dan Hurley. Like they're not going to do it this year. But yeah, like, this, it has this, to. In this thought exercise we're doing, like it
1: has it, to be like Syracuse or Yukon. It has to be like Georgetown. A old, Georgetown, like an old big Georgetown. East yeah. If he went to Georgetown and said, "I'm doing this for Big John," like I'm going to win a title for I'm Big John. <laughs> that would be unbelievable
0: and for the health and safety of my
1: players yeah and (laughs) also because i love my players or
0: marquette wojo gets the boot and uh billy that 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 one doesn't work for me georgetown would work yeah this is all the thing i love about this is none of this matters because he's gonna go to the bulls or something
1: (laughs) i think he's gonna go to the bulls yeah (laughs) that'd be great i'm I'm excited for kobe white with uh, billy donovan uh, what else we got
0: to hit in the show? Well, we also got should, there's a lot was going gonna,
1: on. Yeah, I was gonna say we should also bring up Chauncey Billups. So we're just talking about coaching carousel. Yeah. So I don't know if you felt. Fa- I mean, he's one of our favorite Colorado uh guys that we bring up on this program. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we know Big Shot Billups, but he put his name out there, said that he uh wants to be a head coach now in the NBA and the Pacers. That was a job. Would you him. would would you be excited about that as a Pacer, uh, as, as a resident Pacers?
0: Yeah, I saw. What were the three names I saw? Uh, Jaeger, Dave Jaeger. Chauncey Billups, Becky Hammond were like Becky three Hammond. that have leaked that that the Pacers are talking to, but they said that they're talking to like ten people. I could get excited about Chauncey Billups. I'd, I'd be mm-hmm. excited about Becky Hammond too. Like mm-hmm. I think that would be uh, that would be cool. And then also like, yeah, I don't know Becky Becky Hammond. I, I, she, like she yeah. she seems like she's highly respected by everybody. Like that'd be fun. Shake it up a little bit.
1: It's also good like for Becky Hammond to be the head coach in Indiana. I think that'd be yeah fun. A little, yeah that'd be fun. Yeah yeah uh, yeah. People would have fun with that.
0: But I feel like I feel like shaking it up is not the Pacers' mo, which is why. But but they've done it before. I mean, they they hired Isaiah Thomas, they've hired Larry Bird, I guess. But in my mind, like it feels like the Pacers, they're gonna hire Ty Lue or something. You know, like that feels like the Pacers. Like that that feels like the Pacers play, and I hope it's not that. So I, Becky Hammond, I'd be all for Chauncey Billups, I'd be all for. Jaeger, I did like. I've always, I've always kind of liked him, just because Mike had nice things to say about him. But uh,
1: all I had in my like popped up in my head was Vinny Del Negro uh, to the Pacers. (laughs) So that's uh, Vinny Del Negro, Mark (laughs) Jackson. They bring Mark Jackson back home, former Pacers point guard Mark
0: Jackson, and you're just like, God damn it, what are we doing? That
1: Uh, might might be, yeah, that could be good. I want, I
0: want the Pacers to roll the dice. I want them to hire a Steve Nash type. I want them to hire, um, (laughs) yeah. I'm trying to think of who hire Shaq,
1: (laughs) Jason Kidd. Jason Kidd. No.
0: <laughs> no, not Jason Kidd. Uh speaking of speaking of NBA, so the in my mind, there are three, like, first of all, the the Bucks, we've already thrown the dirt on their grave. They're done. Yes. Get them out of here. Yes. Out of the heat have moved yes. on. Um, so there are three series going on, and there are three juicy bullet points. Each series to me has one juicy bullet point. Uh we have Celtics Raptors going to game seven. Uh Kyle Lowry plays out of his mind. Well, this was the game of the bubble so far, was it not mm-hmm. the game mm-hmm. six? Um Tatum throwing the pass to Nick Nurse was uh, something um, because Nick Nurse was pulling the Tom Izzo. He's out on the floor, and then he the pass gets thrown. And he immediately like jumps back and he puts his hands behind his back. He's like, "Huh?" He's like, "What
1: were you looking at?" And then Dano Tice is like, "What were you looking at?" <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, so the game, the fact that this series is going to seven when it was all but over until Ananobi hits the buzzer beater, as we all know, uh, there's that to talk about. There is the Lakers Rockets series, which we just saw the Lakers. Push it 3-1. Rockets tried to make it interesting late, but it the, 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 looks like the Lakers, uh, as we know, 3-1 lead. Safest lead in the NBA. No team has ever come <laughs> back from down 3-1 ever. Um, but no, it looks like the Lakers are, g- are going to uh, to move on. Uh, but the story out of that series <laughs> is Daniel house's situation uh, who had led a visitor, an unauthorized visitor, into his room. Uh, and then we have the Clippers Nuggets, which the Michael Porter mis- Jr. mystery t- <laughs> continues. You thought it was over. I say it's not over. Michael Porter Jr. is in the media, flaming his coach, saying I should get the ball more than Jamal Murray. <laughs> Jokic, who is, who is getting compared to Larry Bird by Greg Popovich, and Jamal Murray, who is getting compared to Michael Jordan based on the series he had against the Jazz. Those two
1: guys. And Jerry West. Yeah, and Jerry West.
0: Those two guys are shooting too much. They should get me the ball more is what Michael Porter is saying. Where, which which one of those three do you want to start? What, let's what, start with what tickles your
1: fancy. Let's start with the mystery because I think the okay. mystery is more fascinating. Because like we said before, Michael Porter Jr. is operating. There's a bubble, and then there's a Michael Porter Jr. pod, and Michael Porter Jr. is in his <laughs> pod, and uh, the P and MPJ is for pod, and that guy plays within himself and uh, plays the game as if he is isolated and. He, I think he's had two assists so far. Tom Haberstroh did a great job breaking it down. Two assists like, in the series. Yeah, yeah the exactly. Series. He, he's it, arguing it, the ball <laughs> should move
0: more, and he has two assists in this entire yeah. series.
1: Which, which the the whole thing about this, is if you watch the game, whenever he does get the ball, he has a direct line to like I'm going <laughs> yeah. to shoot. You know what I mean? And so if you're a basketball player and you're passing the ball around, and you know there's you know a Deion Waiters type that's gonna, or Nick Young type is probably the better example. Dion's grown yeah. up, but like someone that's going to shoot the ball as soon as they get it then maybe we don't swing the ball around to him. And Michael Porter Jr. is obviously getting a lot of PT there. And he comes out in this moment on a Twitter Live. Dame Lillard sees this. He's like the first big player I see to kind of call it out, being like, this is not something you say to the media, the media your rookie. You know what I mean? Go say that to your coach. Go say that to the guys that you just brought up. Yeah. It it, it did seem very much like one of those things where it was a passive-aggressive, like, complaint. But you don't I think when you're so young, I don't want to put the mystery I mean, this is a mystery. I don't wanna put the the pressure on MPJ, the person, but like in that moment in time, you're you're all hyped up, you lost the game, whatever, whatever. Like you kind of you you cool. may think the media is a good place to like defend yourself, right? To say like mm-hmm. this is what's going on. If I had the ball more, I could have, you know, helped, you know, salvage this situation or my teammates could have had the ball more, whatever it may be. But like that's not the time or place. And uh yeah yeah didn't go over well
0: well i i the, the mystery is this i saw john hollinger uh tweeted that uh he, he suggested that the reason michael <laughs> porter jr slipped so far in the draft sure it was the back issue the real mystery what started as the real michael porter jr mystery mm-hmm. uh sure that was part of it but he was seeming to hint at he retweeted the video of michael Porter Jr. talking about this and he's like there's a, i forget what he said but it was something like there's the back wasn't the only reason he slipped let's just put it that way yep suggesting tate that michael porter jr not a locker room guy just not a mm-hmm. not a not a great interview guy not a guy that sits down you you sit down across from him you ask him about his ambitions in life and uh i don't know i find that shocking i, I find it shot anti-vaccine 5g <laughs> corona conspiracy guy uh would be so outspoken like this. It's shocking to me. I can't, I can't believe it. <laughs> yeah, this has been, what a, the, the mystery continues. I feel like the mystery is going to continue forever because there's always something with him. There's always like, like uh, I, I I don't know. He's, he is very outspoken and, and I, 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 I didn't really see this with this particular instance, but a lot of times when guys say stuff like this in the media, uh, there'll always be like a little pushback to people. People criticize Michael Porter and then it seems like sometimes there'll be a pushback where it's like, well, do you want your athletes to be boring or do you want them to say what they're feeling? And like, shouldn't we be applauding that Michael Porter is like being an interesting interview and all of that? And I feel like it doesn't have to be one or the other. There's a middle ground where like, you still say something interesting and speak your mind, but you don't like say, I should be getting the ball instead of just Mm -hmm. running a two-man game with, which by the way, like, the two man game has gotten you this far. The, the, that's the two franchise guys. It's your rookie. Like you
1: were, you were down three, one in the series before. So you've seen, there's you've a way seen this work before. Yeah.
0: There's a way to say exactly what he said without saying it the way he said. And mm-hmm. that's what I think we want. Um, I think we want him to say like, Hey, uh, the Clippers play great defense. We should move the ball more. Myself included say that that kind of mm-hmm. eases a lot of it. Mm-hmm. But uh, when you watch Michael Porter play, the man doesn't pass. As you said, he's locked in on the basket. He's trying to score at all times. And then you come out and you're like, we should move the ball more. I mean, what other conclusion is there than he's saying, funnel the ball well, to me and let me shoot?
1: <laughs> well, this, this this is one of those things, too, where I talk about the, the fallacy of a platform, right? So Michael Porter Jr.'s platform is a bunch of Michael Porter Jr. fans. So when the yeah. Denver Nuggets lose a game – the Michael Porter Jr. fans are saying, "Why isn't our favorite Michael Porter Jr.?" This is what he's seeing, like these comments and yeah. tweets and reading all this stuff, and then you get like there's like a different sort of vacuum in that space too that that infiltrates the locker room where you're like, "Hey, I'm I'm good. Like I can yeah. put up 40 yeah. points. Yeah. Like <laughs> like give give me the ball." And like you said, I mean, there, there's a hierarchy there. There's a locker room experience. Like Mike Malone is a good coach. Mike Malone will handle the situation. He will say exactly probably what you just said, which is like, there's a time and place for everything. I appreciate you, you know, speaking your truth, saying your piece, but like next time just say to us, you know, that's all it is. It's a simple cleanup, but the mystery, like you said, is a lot larger because like what happens when Michael Porter Jr. After a game says, I want to trade.
0: Yeah, there's a a lot of data points with this guy. There's just just so much, uh, there's so many things you can point to. It's just like, in a vacuum, each of these points are just kind of like, huh, that's a little off or a little weird or whatever. But then you start building a narrative or building the bigger picture with who Michael Porter is. And you're like, is this, should we be worried about that? Like you said, is is he going to demand a trade in a a post-game press conference? Uh, Like uh, one of those data points might be his dad being the only Nugget's family member in the bubble uh, on its own. When when you're seeing Michael Porter dunk on Montrez Harrell and then they show his dad. And then you're like, he's the only guy there. That's cool. When it's under that context, you're like, that's cool. When it's under the context of he's flaming his coach in the post game press conference, then you're like, huh. And his dad is the only guy there. And you start like connected dots and you're like, is yeah. there something, is there something? And, and look, to
1: my, dad my, co- my dad was my, my dad was my coach to a certain level. And your dad is going to say things to you, like coach you. And like, there's this, you know, I mean, like there's like a yeah. certain level where like that can get in your mind, seep in your head. And then yeah. like your way to actually like push back is publicly in the media forward facing as opposed to privately. And I can definitely see that being an issue because even that dunk in that moment, like his dad was like, you know, that's what yeah. I like. That, that's what yeah. I expect. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I like to see.
0: Oh, man. Uh, Can we talk about Daniel House, please? Just because I just want to say, like, I mean, we don't really need to get into it that. Like, it's kind of been beaten to death. But I just wanted to say that, like, I, I am not shocked by this story at all. Not even a little bit. I am shocked that this has not happened more. And the fact that people are shocked is shocking to me. This was what I thought, like, when we were talking about the bubble from the start, when the NBA put out the plan to have the bubble from the very start, my mind immediately went here. Uh, there is no way you're going to keep guys from having visitors to their room. I thought there's no way you're going to get have this bubble, see it all the way through to the finish line because uh, men have needs. And at some point that's going to win out. And uh, I, I just thought this was going to be a problem. And I've been eating crow and I've been like, wow, I can't believe they're actually pulling this bubble off. So now Daniel house doing this uh, allegedly, I guess, or not allegedly, like what's going on. Cause I saw like some reports that it's just like circumstantial evidence. But then the circumstantial evidence, in the same way that like OJ's case was circumstantial, it's like,
1: (laughs) yeah, yeah, Yeah. it's kind of like what you said. If you say, first off, that you care about your players and coaches, then you can say anything after that. And that's kind of like circumstantial evidence, you know what I mean? Like it has like this connotation of like, oh, well, there, there, there might not be something going on there, but like it definitely. The the real thing is that, like, look, Daniel House is going to be the fall guy. We love fall guys on this program. Mm. We understand the difference between a bad guy and a fall guy. We know what a fall guy is there for. Most times you hope that the fall guy has a contingency plan where, hey, we got you. You know what I mean? You're going to take the hit here, but we got you on the other side of that. And for this situation, it does sound like from uh, some sources that were in the bubble that Mm -hmm. it may not be an independent, isolated incident. Mm -hmm. Uh, There may be some 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 situations that were set up to appease some of the things mm-hmm. that you were talking about, some of those desires mm-hmm. to make sure everyone's pleased. We are in the phase right now. A lot of people, I mean, the, the bubble was in phases just like America is right now. And mm-hmm. we're in a phase where family and friends and wives and kids are all coming into the bubble, which is introduces. They're not all whole-
0: coming into the bubble. Some of them were told keep your ass at home. <laughs>
1: Some told to stay at home and there's still, I, I don't know about the COVID tester. There, there's a lot of like, yeah. you know, different, different levels because like COVID tester makes it sound like that was someone that was supposed to be in the bubble as yeah. opposed to someone that was brought in from the outside. I mean, there's a lot of language here that I think is, it, it's smart of the NBA, like it's family business, right? We're going to keep this in-house, but we're also going to blame house. And, we're going to blame house. <laughs> you know, we're, we're like, that's what we're going to do. Did,
0: what, what is Tyson Chandler's involvement in this? He's also kind of been
1: implicated. Is he a fall
0: guy? Is he not a fall? Yeah. The, it, the, yeah. the details are all uh, juicy. Hazy. Mon- well, I'll just say this. The official Titus and Tate statement on the matter is we're monitoring the situation. Um, this just feels like a monitor the situation situation. Mm. Right, I, think. I think that's what we have to say is like, but I, I just can't believe this is it hasn't happened more often. Like, and people being pretending like they're shocked. They're like, why would he do this? It's like, are you, are you crazy? Like this was, of course he was doing that. Like this, there's no way this is the first time this has happened either. Right. Mm. there's no way guys are, no- this is the first this is the first time it got caught this is the first time the snitch hotline was used right
1: I think so and I think also if, if you really think about this like the NBA has done such a great job at manipulating the headlines out of the bubble and almost uh, not censoring that's way too strong a word but like being able to dictate what is put out to the world right we we, we have our media members that we have allowed and given access they are basically you know working in a partnership with the nba you know all we need to really report is that there are zero cases of positive covid and we move on and everyone's happy right. and we're right. a success that's all we really have to do and right. as long as like the things that are happening that might be more micro movements you can call them if that's like a term that'll make you feel better if some of the stuff that's happening on the low where people you know are popping into different rooms to alleviate some stress, hey. That's not, that's not going to be a headline. You know are what I mean? Are you
0: saying Tate that they are not throwing out the deck of cards every time that they play with them and they're yes, not playing that, doubles.
1: Look, that's the headline. They're, they're not, they're not, they're not, they are not throwing their cards away folks. Let's just say that. Let's just say that they're not throwing someone, their cards
0: someone, away. Someone, there's some journalist in the bubble working on the big expose that <laughs> the Los Angeles Lakers are playing doubles ping pong. It clearly states in the NBA bubble protocol doubles is not allowed. Hmm. Kick him off the tour. Suspended Doug. Kick him off the tour.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I'm trying to think about who uh like who would make that who is shooter McGavin? Like who makes that phone call to get to get it's Daniel? It's Alex House Caruso setup? on da- he, he's snitching yeah. on his teammate, his
0: Texas yeah. AM teammate. I'm I'm pointing the finger directly at Alex Caruso. I'm saying he wants he was in the bubble. I'm saying What Alex if Caruso was, was, with, him yeah, was Daniel- with him and they just blamed him on Oh yeah. 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 This is a setup. <laughs> betrayal. <laughs> wow. top 10 betrayal in NBA history. Alex Caruso turning his back on his. Former Texas A&M teammate, uh, Celtics Raptors. Who you got? Game seven. What? What? Uh, what, 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 what? What's going on here? I I think the Celtics are going to win.
1: Yeah, I think the Celtics are going to yeah, win as well. But I want to point out that the Raptors, uh, or, uh not even about the Raptors and Celtics, but the two coaches, Stevens and Nick Nurse. I mean, for you and I, I think that you know we have like some sort of weird uh, obsession and pastime with like these out of bounds play like these little things that you would see mm-hmm. and just you're like oh man that's like amazing what a great coach that's how you knew you like someone was a great coach they could do these things yeah. and nick nurse and brad stevens are like one upping each other and uh the gamesmanship and how they're managing the game and coaching each other and like mm-hmm. even you know nick nurse standing in the corner right there it was you know the nba is like this is not illegal but like there's gamesmanship behind that it's like coach k never being in the coach's box you know what yep. i mean and talking to the officials the entire time yep. like Brad Stevens and Nick Nurse are working it, and uh, they have the players that are gritty enough to manipulate the game in their favor between Kyle Lowry and Marcus Mm Smart in the world, so you enjoy that that's going on. That's the nicest way anyone's
0: ever called guys floppers, by the way. (laughs) Exactly. Players Uh, that are gritty enough to manipulate (laughs) us. That's the softest Floppers. way to be like, you got a couple flopping bitches over here. There
1: <laughs> Exactly. But like, as a Carolina fan, I see, I've, I'm so desensitized to it that I'm just like, it is what it is. But like, it's been fun to see them go at each other, yeah. right? That, I will say smart,
0: smart and Lowry, like they flop like crazy and they deserve their reputation. But they flopping. play hard, but they're playing like they're playing out of their minds. So like, at least yep. there's that, it'd be one thing if they were flopping and shit in the bed and all they could do out there was flop. And that's the only impact they could have on the game. Uh, but Lowry, the stones he had in Game Six was, was unbelievable. I thought I thought Toronto was dead in the water um, when when Boston basically sent it to overtime because Toronto mm-hmm. had like the lead. They, they were trying to
1: close. OG out. got fouled at the end of the game. Yeah. By the way, didn't get two free yeah. throws. Still the rest upset blew about. Blew everything down the stretch. There's so many. Bad <laughs> calls, Kimba so. got fouled also. I'll got make it destroyed. even. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: it was. Yeah, the the, the Nick Nurse Nick Nurse uh, you, you mentioned them uh, the chess match between the coaches. Nick Nurse overthinks it with with a half second left and Lowry loses his mind. And that was that. I actually like. I love that whole thing because it like just showed uh, how competitive Kyle Lowry is. How like you know like he, in his mind he's like I've carried this team because Siakam. Uh, by the way, fraud power ranking update. Siakam <laughs> shooting up the power rankings. That guy. I mean, holy mm. shit. That
1: he was, was number three on my list last week. Now now might be number two. He
0: might he might be number two. Uh, Giannis Siak uh uh Siakam and. I, I, Westbrook's got to be able Westbrook. Westbrook. Uh, <laughs> anyway, Siakam was doing nothing. Lowry, Lowry's carrying them. Oh, Andrew, has big shots, but Lowry's carrying them. And then uh, in his mind, he's like, I carried this team all the way there. All I have to do is get the ball from the ref and throw it in. And we win. And the, the, the game is complete. And then the coach calls timeout. So you're getting a look inside like Lowry's mind, which is like, don't you dare take I don't care if you are my coach, you're you're taking this away from me. I, I will kill you. Like I can't mm-hmm. believe you've done this to me. Mm-hmm. And you're getting a look inside Nick Nurse's mind, which is like, All right, let's uh let's overthink this. Let's draw this up. Let's make sure we got the perfect play. It's yeah. not enough to just inbound it and run the clock out. We have to inbound it in the best way. What's the most efficient way mm-hmm. that we can do Meanwhile, Cal Cal Larry, matchup, Cal Larry you
1: know? just wants to throw the ball off someone's yeah. leg and let yeah. it go out of bounds. And yeah, be like yeah. The of the that's the end
0: of the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So uh, that was a great. I I, the the Raptors. It's been uh, cool to watch them claw back, and and like I said, the series was they were dead in the water. And uh, I think I still stand by my my preferred. I want the Heat to win the title, but the best finals matchup that could happen is Kawhi versus the Raptors, right?
1: Mm -hmm. For the storyline. For the the storyline. Yeah, one hundred percent.
0: If you're taking the matchup into account of both teams, I want Raptors versus Clippers. But if you're telling me I can only cheer for the one team, I want the Heat to win it all.
1: If, oh, if we were in, like, what people used to think David Cern would do, like the narrative league, which is, like, you know, yeah. Michael Jordan needs yeah. to get here. Uh, LeBron yeah. needs to get here. Like, Kawhi, if, if this was a Kawhi league now, quote, unquote, then Kawhi getting to play the Raptors. And <laughs> this is, yeah. Like, we, we're, that the, is what this would be. That would be the same. The Cern year
0: league. is 1998. We are the NBA executives, and we're all in this boardroom, and we're, like, throwing out <laughs> ideas. We're, like, okay, we could do Celtics-Lakers. Everyone's uh, like, no, nah, have seen it before. Yeah, I've seen it before. Yeah. And then like, yeah, someone get Donahue on the phone. Let's
1: do uh <laughs> let's
0: try to get Kawhi versus his old team. Yeah. That's interesting. All right. You have Yeah, mine. Scott,
1: so, you like right. that? Oh yeah. I'm liking that.
0: Okay. <laughs> what about LeBron versus his old team? Heat Lakers. Ooh. Uh, right. I'm listening. And then we're all voting on it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I like it. It's a, it's has anyone a Kawhi- even made
0: that observation by the way, Heat Lakers is on the table that LeBron could play the heat.
1: I think I think I people like have, but also people hate Lakers fans and Heat fans so much that they don't want to think about that being reality. Because to be honest with you, the Heat, the Heat fans are on like they're on fire right now. Like Dan Levitar, I watch the Levitard show obviously, and I mean they are having a great time with this whole Heat. The Heat propaganda yeah. is at a well, max. The
0: Heat, well, the Heat were the five seed, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: How long has it been since a five seed has has gone to the finals? I mean, it's been I'm trying to think of, of when that happened. Weren't the, the, the Knicks in 99 during the lockout? Weren't the Knicks Spurs? I and think they were, were yeah, like six or seven, seven, seed. Or yeah, seven seed. Yeah, seven they were, seed. They were really low. Yeah. Oh, the Rockets. One year – wasn't one year the Rockets? I don't know if they were five. I don't know if they were that bad. But the, the Rockets, I, I swear, they won it in like 94, and then they come back the next year, and they weren't very good for some reason. I forget I forget mm-hmm. all the details, but I feel like they were – the, really yeah, like the West was really good. Yeah, like the West was really good. The Rockets were like the four, the five, and then they won it again in 95. Um, but yeah, like that—that that, that, you know, get a little college basketball feel, an underdog story. Mm. Uh, thank God though, if the Heat Lakers are playing, thank God there will not be fans at that. At, at, if if we got a Lakers Heat Finals in real life where there's a fans, that would that would shatter the record for most fans in attendance of games with no undershirt. <laughs> yeah jerseys. it was wearing jerseys with no undershirt and their yeah, armpit hair it, sticking out and
1: somehow somehow dj Khaled is like sitting courtside both at miami <laughs> games and at la games wearing the jersey of the home team and everyone's like what what is going on drake is wearing with miami jerseys with no and undershirts
0: like- <laughs> no undershirts you got the yeah. arm hair hanging out yeah yes. yeah sweat backward, sweat is everywhere
1: yeah. backward fitted <laughs> hat
0: <laughs> and the oakley's yes. on like that yes. are like over top of the fit and a big chain um all right. That's good. I think that's <laughs> enough. We've done enough. That's enough talk. Uh, shout outs, close out, So we wrap this thing up.
1: Yeah, one last thing I will say about Nick Nurse uh, about getting too cute is he draws up a play for Norm Powell at the end there, and then Norm Powell like somehow comes back in the second overtime and hits like a big shot at the top of the key. And I was like, I feel like that was Norm Powell trying to let you know, Coach, know like I appreciate you drawing up this play, yeah, and I'm yeah. sorry, like I failed you, but I got you now. I you got you now. Yeah, so, yeah. So shout out to Nick Nurse. That, and the the, to the Norm shot Powell.
0: making. I'm a big make shots guy. I, <laughs> I, I'm not. A, I don't make that a secret. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I got to say, the shot making at the in, that in the end, the (laughs) overtimes of, of that game six was insane. It was insane. One after another, like every, Mm -hmm. a guy would hit a shot and you're like, that could be the dagger. Like that could be, I don't (laughs) know how they're going to answer. Oh, they're going to answer like that. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. So I don't know how the Celtics are. Oh, okay. All right. So I guess they'll answer with that. It was just going back and forth. Uh, That was awesome. Game of the bubble. Yeah. Hopefully the game seven delivers, but I'm worried that both guys, both teams are going to be gassed. And I I think the Celtics are just better.
1: I think they're a better team. Yeah. I think they're the
0: better team and the Raptors are going to be gassed, but I would love to be proven wrong. I don't know whatever uh all right shout outs What's
1: shout up? outs uh you go first go ahead sorry i'm pulling my uh
0: one. i am shouting out sky clark again we okay. did it on the show. uh sky clark we, we said that his commitment is flipped from according to uh who was it rivals guy someone rival his mm-hmm. mm-hmm. crystal ball prediction uh sky clark five-star came on the show uh everyone said he was going to kentucky we never said that we're unbiased journalists <laughs> we let sky speak for himself we're not saying You know, we wouldn't dare make him make his decision when he's not ready. Uh, But, you know, everyone seemed to think he was going to Kentucky. Then it flips in one guy's mind. I forget who it was uh, who who said he's now leaning towards North Carolina. Sky himself has now come out and said, My final four Kentucky, North Carolina, UCLA, Memphis. Basically, almost the 2008 final four. Swapping Mm -hmm. out Kentucky again. I mean, uh, North Carolina, UCLA, and Memphis. Your thoughts, Date, the Tar Heels. Our i in mean, this imme- final four
1: yeah immediately all i could think about was the memphis regional uh in 2016 when you think about north carolina and kentucky and Ooh. ucla and uh man we could have been there what what could have been luke may hit the shot that was great when i look at this uh i judge most of these commitments as best i can if i look and i take the time by the instagram comments by who's in the comments who is making the comments and sky clark is getting the comments from all North Carolina people. You can usually Ooh. tell, like, if it's a Kentucky kid or if it's a Carolina kid, it seems like Cole Anthony is in there. Caleb Love is going to be a freshman at North Carolina point guard. Uh, he's all up in the comments. Uh, it, it's all Carolina, like, fan accounts that are in there that are, like, you know, Sky, yeah, yeah you know, the Carolina blue sky, uh, all this sort of stuff. And I am uh, fingers crossed that the bag was dropped on this program and Sky yeah. Clark is going to Carolina.
0: Um, wow.
1: Five-star. Wow. Another five. Stars.
0: You have to tell. I mean, if he, if he ends up going to Carolina, because, like, when he came on our show, I even asked him, like, who, who are your – surely you have – he had a, a narrow down to eight. I was like, surely you got figure it figured out now, you know, whatever. And I was kind of, like, trying to do a wink-wink at the fact that uh, everyone seemed to be thinking he was going to Kentucky. Mm. Um, but I didn't want to ask him, you know. I was just kind of mm. like, hey, if you want to say – if you want to go ahead and commit to Kentucky right now, I'm <laughs> all ears. Go for it, buddy. Um, didn't want to do it. Uh, but, yeah, I, I I felt like he was definitely – like I, my dad called me. He's like, I like that Scott, Scott Clark kid. And I was like, well, you better like him now because when he goes to Kentucky. Okay. <laughs> so the fact that, that he comes on our show, it seems to be a no-brainer to Kentucky. And then you – like you have to take credit for that if
1: you mm-hmm. go to Carolina. Mm-hmm. That's, that's I'm not really a take credit guy. I, I, don't, I don't do well with that, as I've learned over time. And, uh, but I will say with this situation we I'll asked him about. credit. I'll do it we, for you. We, we Titus asked him – we asked him about Duke, and I think that's what turned him to Carolina that's because <laughs> he was like, "Yeah, they didn't even offer me, and I can go there and I can play them, and I can show Coach K that I really am the truth." And yeah. I think that's what really got him. So yeah. I'm, I'm fingers crossed. I heard some inside, uh, you know, some Carolina and some inside Carolina people that you know that Sky is a good kid. We thought he was a good kid from what we saw. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it sounds like a Carolina player to me uh what else uh shout out marvin williams 15 years in the nba uh marvin williams to me is one game in the dean dome one of the best games i ever went to in my entire life uh, down nine points uh duke is leading it looks like duke is going to continue to suffocate north Carolina basketball jawad williams after going eight and 20 is their senior year he's going to lose the duke at home his last home game in the dean dome and marvin williams said not so fast gets the N one saves the season wins a national championship goes number two to the Hawks has a 15 career 15 year career people have memed him a lot made fun of him for not being a quote-unquote superstar but Marvin's you know bigger than basketball in my mind Oh uh, wow one of the best one of the best that's
0: th- th- there's there's more to there's, there's more, more to the course. man
1: there's more to the man yeah yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. nice I like it. Hey, oh, oh, dude! I almost—I completely forgot this. We're we're talking about Sky Clark. We're, since we're on the North Carolina train, and <laughs> yeah,
1: I love Scott this Clark. Um, Let's talk about the football team next. Yeah, That's yeah, tomorrow. Well,
0: I have it on my list. Uh, so we're <laughs> we're talking about Kentucky and North Carolina. Uh, so yesterday, I interviewed PJ Washington as a yes. one-off thing. For a
1: fact. great Charlotte Hornet. We love PJ Washington.
0: And I asked him one of the questions I asked him. What? Well, here you go. Can we can we play the clip? Do we have the clip, Lou? What school did you almost go to in recruiting?
1: Um, North Carolina. North Carolina was
0: on oh, man. Yeah. The Hornets fans are are all watching this. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me?
1: Yeah, North Carolina was on number two. I know this. It hurts my heart. I wanted him to go so bad. I love his dad.
0: You're aware of this because I, I, I had no idea. I, I
1: was just trying to get like a uh, – I don't know. I was
0: trying to do a little headline grab of like –
1: where, where would he, where would he have gone? Yeah, because
0: right? by yeah. the way, we should do this as a bit on the show. Anytime we have guys on, it's like, where, where were you <laughs> really wanting to go? uh and i was not i was not prepared for him to say north carolina but he said north carolina
1: there was a lot of people that when he was getting <laughs> recruited his dad was the coach at uh, finley prep paul washington senior and a lot of people were saying that carolina was trying to use him to then recruit like other top flight guys or whatever yeah. but roy williams loved pj like loved his yeah. dad loves pj and i do think like the internet fodder got around to him and they thought that was the case like they were trying to use him and that was never the case we love oh, pj I'm happy he's in Charlotte, though. It all worked that,
0: out. Yeah, that, that's what stood out to me, too. It's like, you're now in Charlotte, and you're telling all the
1: – With Buzz Peterson and Arlo- Mitch Kupchak. Yeah. Like,
0: now all the Charlotte fans have to know that you were – I guess I, I guess Carolina fans already knew that he was considering yeah. – Well, you know, um,
1: some of them. Some of them.
0: Uh, what else? Oh, the NBA draft might be moving to November 18th. Uh,
1: <laughs> Will we ever just get cancel time the draft.
0: <laughs> can, can we cancel the draft? Like, what are we doing? Like, it's it's clearly execs, the execs were looking at all the game tape and breaking it all down, and they're like – what? We don't know. Yeah, we need this.
1: Yeah.
0: like we, yeah. we we need more time. <laughs> we need more time, and it looks like they're gonna move it to November eighteenth. Fun times for you and I. That uh, yeah, and then college basketball is gonna start. I was Golden gonna say, we're, we're, <laughs> yeah, <week> yeah. Later.
1: <laughs> we're at least a, at that point in time. We'll be a week away from John Rossian's Golden Window, and uh, we'll all have the grace of, of seeing that moment exist in real time.
0: My final shout out is uh, Polisic is wearing number 10 for Chelsea. I this is a big deal in the soccer world. I yes. am not a Chelsea guy in any way, shape, or form, but I am an American and I'm proud <laughs> of that fact. And I'll be goddamned. We have an American wearing the, wearing the 10 for the Blues. Is that how you say it?
1: Yeah, I think so, and uh, it is one of those things, too, where, like, I grew up playing soccer. played soccer in high school. I never expected to see that in my lifetime in reality because, like, Freddie Adu ruined it for me. You know, there was all this yeah. hype around Freddie Adu. Obviously, Landon Donovan was not something that I could really buy into, so, like, Clint Dempsey yeah, was, Clint like, a Dempsey nice... Dempsey
0: was okay, but he was, but, like... But it was, yeah. like,
1: a B bridge, you know? Like, I love that he was, you know, played in South Carolina and everything, but, like, Anyways, I'm happy that we have a guy that we can point to that we can all be proud of and say there's our guy playing for Chelsea. Yeah. Uh and that's that's a good feeling. Shout out to James also going to Ever- I love James going to Everton. He's James, uh, yeah, yeah. It's Great Colombian.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Pulisic. It's uh I'm trying to th- I'm trying to think of like a how did how did the English um, is bonkers an English word? Absolute yeah. bonkers, isn't it? Yeah. Isn't it? Brilliant. You got it. Yeah.
1: B- yeah. Yeah, top boys, isn't it. In it. In it. in it? Yeah. In it. Yeah. 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 yeah absolute
0: bonkers in it
1: bonkers, innit? yeah i'm not i'm like i n n i t in it
0: i think my australian accent's a little better my uh mail Mailbin? mail yeah but i that's not even that good uh but i definitely can't do an english accent um all right you, you said it take college football's back <laughs> shout out to ryan day uh for standing up for the players and just demanding answers i i stand by like I'm too stupid to decide whether they should be playing or not playing. Cause like there's a lot that goes into it. And, and by the way, like there's a lot that goes into the different regions of the country and like what's going on in each region. And everyone's going to roll your eyes and say that it's political and maybe it is, but like, like for example, the PAC 12 can't play, even if they want to, cause like mm-hmm. everything's closed, everything's on fire. So like, it's, it's not good enough to say, it, how come the ACC can play, but the Pac-12 can't? Well, I, I just said why the Pac-12 can't. Like it's, mm-hmm. and they're, they're, not to mention that like everything's still shut down in Los Angeles. So like how is UCLA even going to practice? How, there's a lot of hurdles to, to jump for the Pac-12. So every situation is different. I'm not saying the Big Ten should play, shouldn't play. I'm not in those rooms looking at the data. What I am in, the room I am in, is my living room on Twitter, seeing – The report's coming out of the Big Ten, which is like, this is absolutely a mess. They have no direction of, like, voicing what's going on. And uh, kudos to Ryan Day for standing up and being like, can we get some goddamn answers? That's all Mm -hmm. we want. Mm -hmm. Like, we don't – and we want to play. And we also want to play, so that's – I'll take that back. We also want to play (laughs) – (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah. He's like, we want the answers. As long as the answers are our are, answers playing, yeah. are the right answers. But, that's uh, uh, yeah, that's, that's my
0: it. frustration is like, I, I understand he wants to play like all the Ohio state, most Ohio state fans want to play only because we're that good. Like it's not, I mean, I do find that funny too. Is like people, people pretend like there's, there's a bias, like Ohio, the typical Ohio state fans, like there, there's a bias to all these decisions and, and people don't want this because they're biased and all that. It's like, look, look, look in the mirror. Like, we're biased. We, we, want them, we want the Buckeyes to play because we're good as shit. We have a chance mm. of, of redeeming ourselves after last year. Like, you know, we could win the national championship. That's why we want to play more than anything. Um, but anyway, shout out to Ryan Day. Well, with that being said, there is no Ohio State football season. I would like to officially announce on this program today, Tate, that I'm adopting the North Carolina Tar Heels as yes. my football team this year. I'm doing it for you.
1: Back uh, is back.
0: Although I, you're doing I it for like Mac
1: Brown, you're going to see, like, I'm not going to let you give me credit. You're doing it for like, the five stars. No,
0: I feel like all the <laughs> listeners are like, oh my God, the Titus curse is crossing over to basketball. It honestly, or football.
1: <laughs> it honestly, it could, it could work this weekend because Syracuse, I'm, a, I'm, I'm, a, I'm scared of Syracuse. I'm scared of the, the 22 point favorites. Uh, I think that Mac Brown is like, he, he basically had the governor of North Carolina say Roy Cooper, they couldn't have families in the stands. And I think, if anything, that has galvanized the North Carolina football team even more than, they could, than I could even imagine. And Sam Howe is going to make a Heisman campaign. Uh, Daz Newsom is the best wide receiver in the Sam Howe
0: was the guy we saw at the Ohio State, North Carolina basketball game, right? Yes. I liked it. I, I, I liked the way he was interacting with the student body and the alums. Like I, I, he, he had quarterback, quarterback. energy. Quarterback. Yeah. yeah. He had yeah. quarterback Leader. energy. Leader of men. Yeah. Yeah. I like, I I'm on board with him. So get, give the people and by the people, I mean myself, the, the North Carolina scouting report, what, what do I have to look forward to? As you said, they're heavy favorites for the first time in my mind ever um, mm-hmm. to, to win an ACC football game. Uh, how many wins are we looking at? What is like the ceiling? What, what is the, what, what does a failure look like if, if the season doesn't go this way? Like wh- I, I, I'm going in blind here other than Howell. I know he's going to be awesome.
1: Yeah, so Sam Howell is our quarterback. He is the Heisman candidate in our mind. Legitimate uh,
0: or like North Carolina fans? Like,
1: cool uh, they would say, if you if you typed in right now, Sam Howell Heisman, it'll be dark horse Heisman pick Sam okay. Heisman. You know There will be headlines right. that'll come up. But All right. basically the offense is Deami Brown, Daz Newsome, Michael Carter. Those are the three names you need to know two wide receivers okay. on the outside, uh, running back Michael Carter, catch it, do everything like kind of the leader of the team. Everyone loves him. We love Michael Carter and like to have Vince Carter and then have a Michael Carter. Where's number yeah. eight. If people know Greg little, Greg little used to be a running back. wearing number eight. That was more during my time. So it was a nice little, you know, shout out to the, to the Butch Davis era, but now Mac is like taking it to the next level, which we're excited about. Our best player on defense is a linebacker that used to be a quarterback. And I have to repeat that a linebacker <laughs> that used to be a quarterback His brother is the best receiver at Wake Forest. He committed to Duke originally. His name is Chaz Surratt. He was basically a part of a butt fumble situation going against Duke where he threw a ball over his head with two hands that led to a turnover and us getting rocked by Duke. This is about two or three years ago now. He switches to linebacker last year with Mac Brown and leads the team in tackles and is an absolute monster. And uh, is right now going to be you know, probably one of the people that is discussed as a candidate for best linebacker in the country. And uh, that's... Hilarious. We're, we're excited. I thought you
0: were going to say, uh, I thought the quarterback turn linebacker was going to be uh, Luke May's brother. What's the deal with him? What, isn't he Wasn't he a quarter? Is he still a quarterback?
1: Yeah, yeah, Drake May is not in school yet. He is. His name playing. is literally Drake? Yes.
0: Oh, God. Can I buy his jersey? What, yes, of like, course. How do, I, how do we make he that? He
1: decommitted happen? from Alabama and then committed to North Carolina as a five-star. And uh, he's the future. He's not
0: in school yet. He's still Not in school. school. No, he's, he's right. coming
1: after Sam Howe. It's basically like Sam I've Howe's Heisman. I, and then... Drake may
0: I thought I thought he was the guy I, I thought you were gonna say he already it, been it, at cool it, it, he got moved to linebacker there's
1: gonna be people that are gonna call you out for being a bandwagon fan right because of yeah, North Carolina but, I mean this is the time this is there's never been a time like this
0: well at least I'm getting on before the season starts because like yes, I feel like the yes. bandwagon is really gonna fill up week three so like what again <laughs> what, what is the ultimate big picture successful season what are we like you're not looking you're not talking national championship yeah
1: we're we're talking we're talking
0: ACC are you you in the same division as Clemson
1: no we're we're in the coast so you could play Clemson yeah exactly so okay and we've been there before 2015 almost beat Clemson had an onside kick at the end I was at that game as Mike Wolbon would say anyways uh yeah if they get to the AC championship game they play Clemson Clemson is presumably number one number two something like that you beat Clemson then you're in the playoff (laughs) Then you're in the playoff. Do
0: they play Clemson regular season?
1: No, they oh, okay. the play. They played okay. them last year and they almost beat. Yeah, them. I remember. I was watching the game. Yeah, yeah. That was week three. That was the statement yeah. game. Like North Carolina football is here. But if okay. you beat, if you beat Clemson, you go to the playoff. Then it's anybody's game, as they say, Mark Titus. If you All get right. in the playoff, just get us in the playoff. We'll, we'll go and anything could happen anything could happen
0: if all we have to do is go <laughs> undefeated <laughs> and beat clemson in the yeah. ACC title game and then anything can happen from there i think once no, you get to that point
1: the, 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 I, the real game the real game that'll be the test is end of november notre dame is coming to chapel hill oh. and, that, and that's the big game notre dame oh. and north carolina are the two teams that are like battling to see who's gonna face clemson basically so nice that's the game nice.
0: This is, uh, I'm excited. I'm, gonna I'm hyped target. up. And, it, yeah, and if people are
1: like anti-football, I apologize. Cause like you said, I, they, they have a chance to be good. So I'm all in. I'm watching. No, I mean
0: I don't, you know, maybe, maybe it makes sense to have football again. I don't have the data in front of me, but like, I was had I was having this conversation with my brother is like, you know, like if, if you live in rural Montana and there's <laughs> not a lot of cases going on and like the data says like, it's okay to have a rodeo. I don't know. Have a rodeo. Like we shouldn't apply like whatever's going on. In blanket, Los data. Yeah. blanket data. We don't need blanket data. We don't need like whatever's going on in Los Angeles. Like apply that to South Dakota. You know, not, that's not to say there needs to be a motorcycle <laughs> in South Dakota. I mean, come on. What are we doing? But uh, hmm. um, yeah. So I don't know. Maybe it makes sense. Maybe it doesn't. I'm done trying to make. I. I I'm not. We can't
1: make sense do. of it. Anything I'm is possible. Going, That's like, the final for, thought. Anything is possible. I'm gonna just trust.
0: I'm gonna trust what you put in front of me. And if you're telling me it's safe to play football, I'm gonna watch football. Um, but yeah, uh, Carolina. I'm excited. So when when is the game? It's tomorrow, Friday.
1: No, it's a uh, Saturday. 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 Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, so you yeah, said
0: tomorrow. Yeah. You were doing the trick of like people listening. Yeah. Okay. So it is Saturday. All right. I'm locked in. Syracuse.
1: Syracuse. Tar- <laughs> That's what it is.
0: There you go. We're in. Uh. All right. We'll look forward to next week where we break down in full. a full podcast on the North Carolina Tar Heels versus the Syracuse (laughs) football game, I guess. That's what we are. I apologize in (laughs)
1: advance.
0: See you guys next week.